Hello, welcome to the Design for a Living podcast with Chelsea Coriel. This week's episode, I am going to be interviewing Katrina Fronsack, who, well, I'll let you tell the story, Katrina. But again, I, it's another story. It's another path that a designer's taken and someone that followed their passion and did not go the traditional route. And, I, you know, again, I, I'm really trying to express real design to people, what it's really like to be a designer behind the scenes kind of thing. And so, uh, Katrina. Hello. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> so the story of how Katrina found me was kind of cool. Let's start with that. Yeah. So, um, I was, I just moved to Seattle and, um, had gotten to the point where I was convinced that I was just going to go for, I was just going to do interior design. Like I had wanted to for so long and kind of put on the back burner and almost had to like, just pull it up right in front of my face and say, you don't have to just not do this. You can do this. Just go for it. And so, um, I was realizing that I didn't necessarily want to invest four more years of my life in school. Yeah, because not to give away your secret, but you were a little older. Yep, in <laughs> my in 30s. 30s. So um, I was like, I, I feel like if I just find somebody that knows what they're doing and can bring me into it, I'm going to learn how to do it. I'm going to, because yeah. I know what's in my soul. I just need somebody to teach me the ins and outs of getting into it and getting my hands dirty uh-huh. and so I was like well I'm gonna look on YouTube and <laughs> see what's out there and so um I was looking on YouTube and um all of a sudden this little video popped up and it was um how to uh seven keys to making six figures with interior design uh-huh. and it was Chelsea and so I was like "Ooh, that looks interesting so I started listening to it and I'll never forget. I literally got goosebumps. I'm like, this is the person I Aww. need to meet. This is the person I need to meet. I'm like, I need her to teach me. This is amazing. Um, but at the time, I didn't know like what all she had to offer. But I just was yeah. like, this is awesome. But I just found there's more. So like, that led me to your website. And um, I was like, oh, shit. She has a, <laughs> she has a class. <laughs> I'll teach you. I'll teach you. <laughs> Um, so that I was like, I literally put together a GoFundMe on Facebook. Yeah. Like, a GoFundMe page. That, you right were the away. first person to do that. I was so flattered, like <gasps> so flattered. I couldn't believe anyone would like do, you know, publicly say, will you help me friends and family, yeah. but mm-hmm. help me take this course. But, oh my gosh. And I was broke. I had no money. I was like, I'm not going to go into debt. I need help. So that actually came together really fast. Even the family I was nannying for at the time supported me and it came together. And so that's at that point I um, reached out to you and I was like, we're, I'd love to meet you. Like you're, I think you're local in Snohomish or something. Uh-huh. And I'm like, I don't know where that is. Um, <laughs> well, you had reached out once and said, I really want to take your course and I'm doing a GoFundMe page. Mm-hmm. And then you texted again and said, I've almost, I've almost raised the money. Yeah, thought, that's oh, right. Gosh, unbelievable. <laughs> I just, again, just so flattered. And then, so you did buy the course and you was still, you mean, you were very communicative. You, you reached out to me mm-hmm. a couple times. And then I think you asked, I'm new to Seattle and I don't know any designers. I need to talk to more designers. Do you know anyone that you could introduce me to? 
and you're like, of course, I'll introduce <laughs> you to everybody I know. You come along with me. So uh-huh. at that point, we, you said, oh, that's when you said you were going to on a house call to, mm-hmm. to start on a project and I could tag along. And I was like, oh my God. Because I had been cold calling all over Seattle trying to yeah. find an internship. And just nothing was opening up. You know, it was it didn't feel, nothing felt right. Everything was like just... Internships are few and far mm-hmm. between because it is, it's a lot to teach. Like I know that I'm teaching it, but I, I'm, you know, teaching on purpose. Most designers don't want to take the time to teach. Yeah. So exactly. They would get less work done. Mm-hmm. And I, I knew that I could tell you exactly what I needed you to do and I could teach you along yeah. and you know, you'd already signed up for the course <laughs> and I thought, well, come see it in action. Yep. So I had a client that I'd worked on their house a couple years ago and with another coaching client, actually, um, Aaron had, you know, through a friend of a friend had, um, gotten hired for a big remodeling job and she knew she was in over her head cause she had just started taking my course actually. And she got this big project. And so I agreed to work with her on it. And so, you know, cut to a few years later and, um, Aaron's busy with her family and wasn't doing design right then and so the client asked me if I would be interested and I was all in with coaching right like I'm just starting Mm -hmm. the certification course and I was working so hard and I didn't want to turn her down and so I thought well here's a great opportunity I can teach Katrina yeah but the first so we just met at a coffee shop we met at Starbucks to start with yeah and And then she came on the first house call I'm like get ready here we go I was like oh I remember Chelsea walking up to Starbucks I was like oh she has really pretty hair (laughs) (laughs) and I didn't know what to think of you you know I look at the Facebook page and I'm thinking hmm who is this girl and then you had talked about going out dancing in Seattle like the weekend before I thought okay yeah we're gonna get along yeah I love to go out dancing so okay cool she's cool so yeah she can hang with me so we did that was that was a big project the the Hyatt project is still huge I mean it took us a year and a half Two years, isn't it? Yeah, yeah pretty much. We're still. <laughs> Anyways, that's not the story. But so yeah, she jumped right in, right? Mm-hmm. And you then... offered me a paid internship to uh-huh. work with you, and just basically do the whole thing with you. Mm-hmm. Kind of further we got into it, and which was like a dream. That's exactly what I needed. I needed that to just like delve into it with someone and be able to just get dirty and. Yeah, I tried to scare her away, but <laughs> but I just dug my heels in with you. So I want to jump back a little. Mm-hmm. What's the earliest design memory you have? Like, what's the first thing you remember decorating or saying, this is like, I love this. I remember back um, when I lived in Minnesota and I was probably like, mm, like maybe 10 or 11. I remember my mom said I could pick out bedspreads for my bedroom. And I remember being so particular about what bedspread. And I remember scouring the stores with her. And it took me so long to decide. She finally was like, I'm just picking it out. And I was devastated because I hated what she picked out. But like it, during that whole time. What like, did she pick out? They were I have like to visualize it. pastel, paisley pattern. It was a pastel paisley pattern. like So light pink, light mint and like yeah. lilac and it was polyester fabric yeah. on top of it and I didn't like those pastel colors I liked more vibrant deep colors and so it's funny because one of my first design memories was my I had I had heard a friend of mine at school um that her mother had an interior designer and I'd never really thought of that or didn't know anyone that had hired a mm-hmm. designer 
And so my friend would say, oh, her room is so cool. It's all like white and little bits of green. And then she has a ceramic bunny that's white and it had an orange carrot in its mouth. And so there's an orange throw pillow. And this was the 80s. No one was doing orange. But it was because her mom did it and her mom was a designer. And I thought, that's cool. So I wanted to do my room. So I came up with a color palette and I wanted to do pink and gray and white because... Again, it was the, it was 80s. the 80s. And I had this whole vision in my mind. And this is the really embarrassing part. I also wanted a canopy bed because I think I was about, well, I, could, I would have been seventh grade. I wanted a canopy bed with that lace, the Battenberg lace yes. cover on it. And so I got the canopy bed full size, which was a big deal. Again, junior high, you get you know, out from a twin and you get yes. to be full size. Uh-huh. And I got a phone in my room. And I'm like, I was, and then my grandma bought me the comforter and it was this horrible turquoisey light blue polyester with yellow flowers yeah. I thought this is not cool this is not this pink is and not gray. my design vision no <laughs> I was really upset and I had to be nice and keep it for at least mm-hmm. a year until next Christmas yep <laughs> isn't that sad totally that's kind of your first your first mm-hmm. experience right and yeah. knowing that I had an opinion yep and then I knew what my room wanted I wanted it to look like Right. And that's when I started sewing my own throw pillows, <laughs> stuffing them with Easter grass. I made these cute pink Took matters and gray. in your own hands. Yeah. Forget it. I was just going to do it on my own. I remember yeah. pouring over. I had a subscription to Martha Stewart magazine when I was like 12, 13 years old. And uh-huh. I would lay on the floor, floor in my room and just like pour over those magazines. Like, yeah. I remember learning what oh, yeah. um, that, now I don't even remember the name of it, but the green glass. Oh, yeah. Because Martha Stewart had tons of that in her magazines. Yeah, like the soft. The, the soft, like the um, glassware that's like that beautiful green color. That's like milky. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like milk the hobnail. Glass. Yeah, yeah, milk glass. Hobnail. And you get hobnail yep. and you get, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I had Better Homes and Gardens. Learning My mom stuff. had had it for a couple years and then she was going to stop the subscription. And I said, no, please no. don't. And so I got my own subscription. Yep. And I love that it came in my name. But I would, yeah, for hours, I would wa- look at that thing cover to cover mm-hmm. and imagine the rooms and imagine mm-hmm. the houses. And Oh, I know. I know. Isn't that funny? See, that's Ugh. that's the point. And I, and I keep saying this over and over every podcast. But if you're meant to be a designer, you'll know it. Oh, yeah. Like, we've always loved this stuff. Mm-hmm. It's something you're born with or maybe it was some experience we had when we were young maybe we didn't like our crib who knows but but it's something I've always been even though I didn't know that's what I wanted to do for a career to my junior year in college all of those years if I look back design was always really really important to me yeah and I remember too like fast forwarding to my 20s when I owned the house cleaning company with my girlfriends Uh literally all I did all day long while I clean those houses was judge everything that everybody had put in their home and tell, think about everything I wanted to change. Well, anyone that has a housekeeper, I mean, just imagine they're judging you. And like all the people that had money that didn't put any of the money into their interiors and it just drove me nuts. I'm like, oh my God, the things I would do in this house if I had this money. And mm-hmm. uh, But I learned a lot too about like Things I did, liked and didn't like, things I would do, wouldn't do. It was... Yeah. How to run a business, you learned. Oh, that's a whole nother thing. I mean, I learned how to work my little 
buns off doing that company. Yeah. And it's one of the reasons I hired her is because I knew starting her business like that. I mean, even though it was house cleaning, you hustled. You had to go find clients. You went door you had to, to door. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You had to set up your business plan. You had to set up your pricing. You had to, customer service was so mm-hmm. important to being on time and, you know, to be successful in any business, you'd have to have that yep. core work ethic. Yeah. doesn't matter what you're doing. Yeah. But it is interesting that you were still in homes. Mm-hmm. I yeah, know. but you still didn't do design. Nope, I know. I just <laughs> just longed for it during those days. Yeah. And then finally left and came out to Seattle to yeah. pursue whatever I was going to pursue, which thank God I got to interior design quickly because I love it. Well, yeah, and that's that was a whole reason for me starting the, my course, right, and my coaching and all of that kind of stuff, is that you could skip ahead. Yeah. Because I did the traditional route, and I realized you don't have to do that. I mean, that's what you're taught. Right. But you don't have to do that. I mean, if I was younger, if like if I was if I had started this way way earlier, I I mean, going to school for it would be awesome. Like I'd love mm-hmm. that experience. But um, I was just like, it's just too late to do that right now. Yeah. I need to fast forward and <laughs> have a career. Have a career. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What's the biggest surprise you think after working with me? So that that first project, the Heights that we worked on, it was a complete gutting of the house, lifting the roof, changing the roof line, you know, down to the studs. Mm-hmm. And so we started with, we'd worked with the architect and, you know, meeting with the architect and we were choosing finishes Mm -hmm. and so picking out the tile and then well no wait a minute you got to figure out square footage and well wait a minute there's needs to have a top to the tile you need to find a place for it to end you need to you know we that was the stage one oh my gosh (laughs) what was the biggest shock or something that you didn't realize a designer had to do or within that particular project or well because that would have been the first Mm -hmm. like aha moment (sighs) that is a good question um Biggest surprise. Maybe how much time you, we spent on an Excel spreadsheet. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess, um, you know, there was just, I think I was, I think, well, it, this, the project did evolve in yeah. some ways. So I think that there, a big surprise was like how detailed we ended up being involved in it like down to especially because they needed a loan remember how we had to like count out every little yes thing for the whole house before they even started to be able to get the loan to go through yeah it was a certain type of remodeling Mm -hmm. loan where you they had to know every screw every nail and account for it so we were picking out door stops we were picking out every Mm -hmm. detail you didn't get to get to the fun stuff yet right like we got to the wallpaper then that fun stuff later yeah. But the beginning was hours you know, and hours of picking up doorknobs. And- I know. I think one thing that surprised me was that, like, I think because I was new at it, like, in my mind, I was thinking I, we had to, like, have everything figured out, like, going into it. But it's like, you figure stuff out as you go. Like, mm-hmm. things evolve, things change in a project, especially when it's that long and that's that big. And you just kind of got to roll with the punches. And I think I was more surprised that, like, we just had to like jump into the moment. Sometimes we didn't have the solution, but we'd just like talk it through and mm-hmm. just stay confident and we'd work it out and they were happy, yes. you know? And you have to be organized on the backside, right? With those spreadsheets so that you, when we would change a tile, right? Keeping and, track of everything. Yes. And yeah. Then the, the changes and yeah. the updates. Yes. And then the contractor saying, well, that's not what this 
that this finished list says for that tile. No, no, no. We remember we changed to that floor tile. Mm-hmm. We didn't ever change it on his list. You know, it's it oh is gosh. that how much paperwork, mm-hmm. little details. You just have to because it's not always our strong point as designers. We like the pretty stuff. And like sometimes you're just relieved to have something solved and you don't rem- remember to like record it so that six months down the road you can look <laughs> back on it and be like, oh, that's what we decided. Yeah, yeah, because it's six months from when you pick the things out oh to when. Gosh. Yes. The house was mm-hmm. to that point. And then it goes fast. Mm-hmm. Then everything moves fast. Yeah, yeah, it does. So we worked on that project, which was great. We worked on a few other projects, and I started giving Katrina more and more responsibility, mm-hmm. um, really because it saved me time. <laughs> <laughs> I've been there, done that, right? And I still approved everything and looked at it, you know, because there, there were clients that I'd had before. But she did a great job, you know, and I think giving you that freedom too you know, working with, like I made her do her presentation to Duffy's, remember? Oh yeah. Yeah. She was so nervous, but we did a board and I mean, she did Uh it. Yeah. I know. And then it just gets easier as you go, as Uh you do it over and over and over and over and over again. You get more and more confident and yeah, I think you definitely taught me confidence because like I had usually been the shadow of other people in the past. Like I kind of just was like, would check with others and, mm-hmm. and wasn't full. Like I knew I had ability, but I wasn't fully confident to the point where I could be like, this is what I feel is going to look good. And I believe in myself and I've done it and it, I installed it and it looks really good, you know, yeah. and then doing that over and over and over again. And then you're more confident to like lead your clients in the right direction with exactly. what they need and, and be confident to tell them if they're doing something that's not like they do want to do something that's not going to really work. Yeah. Well, that's like I always say, I'm going to, I tell my clients, I'm going to, I'm going to give you what you want. I mean, this is your exactly. home. It's your They're going to love it. But I'm not going to let you make mistakes. Exactly. And Cause it's like, it's like you have to big, think of the entire picture. It's not, you can't mm-hmm. like scrutinize one little thing without thinking about the whole big picture. Yes. Which is, that's one of the skill sets as a new designer, mm-hmm. stepping back and being able to you have to think 10 steps ahead. It's true. Like this mm-hmm. is the color we're painting. Okay, what is the floor color? But the room that's adjoining this, the cabinets are this color, the countertop. The, right. What furniture is going to go here? Well, don't forget that this is going to be, the light fixture might be in front of the television. I mean, you have to think right. of everything. I, in fact, I just had this mind picture. Like sometimes I have to remind myself to like, because I'm like looking at a coffee table, but then I have to like remind Look myself to zoom out, zoom out on yeah. the room. Like everything that's going with it, like how is that going to affect everything, you know? Uh-huh. Yeah, they're, they're all puzzle mm-hmm. pieces. That's why a designed room looks great. Because exactly. everything has been thought out and there's a reason. Intentional. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then, the whole time she was working with me, and we're working just out of my house, yep. right? And uh-huh. she's working on the coaching with me and then doing more of the design stuff while I was working on the coaching. And she always knew I wanted a store. Like I... Oh, talk dream- about it all the time. Oh, and yeah. Anytime we went to our client's... Um, houses that were in the direction of where she wanted the store. She'd be like, "I just want to check a few a few places uh-huh. that are for lease and see if I like them." Uh huh. I mean, this is my new chapter, yeah, right? And most totally. designers imagine having a store, or having you know a showroom or something. And it took me this many years, but you know you have to wait for the timing to be right. But so mm-hmm. Katrina was here. I mean, she was working through the night like we all were to get the store open. You know, blood, sweat, and tears. Which was a, a very exciting time. Like, yes. it was pretty amazing. I, one of my um, favorite memories from that time was the fact that we had so little time to get everything pulled together that we went to the Las Vegas Furniture Market 
to pick out all the furniture for the floor before we even had the keys for the store. Yeah, or yeah, we hadn't signed the lease. No, and we were mm-hmm. buying you know ten thousand dollars here, ten thousand dollars there. It was really it was scary. crazy. And, and Katrina was... had never been to Vegas before, so that was exciting too. And, <laughs> and market is just, I mean, market itself. If you ever get a chance to go, I mean, when they're not having COVID and it's uh, when it's really in its glory it's great because every showroom is trying to entice you to come in and trying mm-hmm. to entice you to buy more so every place is catered there's food there's alcohol everywhere, everywhere. <laughs> there's a showroom that has uh the guys behind the bar dressed like chippendales with no shirts on that we'd always always meet at that showroom like okay let's there's always down. a lot of women around uh-huh. that one <laughs> but that's part of it too and um and because i had the store background you know it, it was i was it was another thing i could teach you which I yeah. loved. Yeah. It was another, like, this is how you open accounts. This is how you, so good. You know, you've got to think of vignettes. Mm-hmm. It's not just, oh, I like this. Oh, I like this. Mm-hmm. You have to have it in your mind what your floor plan is. How, you know, what, what are you expressing to your customers? What look are you going to go for? Is it timely? Is it trendy? Mm-hmm. Is it something we can keep all year and not have to invest again? Right. Is it going to go out of style? I mean, there's all that too, which again, mm-hmm. it's just like doing someone's house. You have to think of every mm-hmm. aspect and how it's going to play off each other. Yeah. Yeah. So then we open the store and she jumps in as a designer and she's actually doing it on her own. Like she's got to get the clients. She's got to put together the design mm-hmm. and do the floor plans. So what was your, your biggest epiphany? Cause it, it was a slow start for all of us. We were, we had essentially two weeks notice. Yeah. Here's the lease. You've just bought all this furniture. Right. We had a month to get the place designed the way we want. I mean, we're building things, constructing things, constructing the cash wrap and the mm-hmm. vignettes and the walls and everything things, um, reupholstering and painting. And, but then we start working with clients and <laughs> yep. again, so what was the first like aha moment? Oh, for sure. That, learning, for how real? To re- learning how to read people and listen to what they're saying mm-hmm. to know, um, what they're really wanting. Cause as I've found <laughs> doing this, everybody loves a designer uh-huh. And everybody loves to just tell them everything they want, uh-huh. but not everybody's like at that point to fully move forward. So you really have to earn their trust. Uh-huh. And well, the work at getting a budget, yes, getting a priority, exactly, getting a time Being frame, super clear on communication, so that, um, especially for an eager designer, like I was, like ready to just like create something so beautiful it'd be put in a magazine uh-huh. for somebody that really didn't want that, you know, no. and. And I had to like slow down a little bit and give them what they wanted and just in due time know that those bigger special projects will happen. Yeah. I mean, you just Mm -hmm. got a dream job that we're about to install. Very exciting. I mean, she's done some amazing projects over the last year and, and I've watched you grow and I have, like, I'll still look over your shoulder and I'll see you on the same bedroom PowerPoint presentation (laughs) you're putting together. It's day three. (laughs) And I've seen the whole look change over. There's different nightstands. Well, that's different wallpaper. That's a completely different feel. Huh. Uh, make a decision. This is your time. It's mm-hmm. your time is valuable. So how much you make an hour is essentially up to you. Right. You know, how fast can you make decisions? Mm-hmm. But it, it's how fast, how well did you listen? How well did you connect with the client? Right. How well could you read them? Say, I can go in and do their dream room the way they would want if they had good taste and right as a designer right so you finally get this great client it's it's great just two of them like the big one that that spanned over the last six months and then the um 
the townhouse. Yeah. That, See, that's, oh a, that's God, the dream. The townhouse was the dream one. A young man walks into the store. And and he's not someone that we would normally, ha- you know, it, you, you're not supposed to judge people as they're coming into the store. Half of the people are just really curious. We're yeah. a new store. Mm-hmm. You know, what's that about? We look different. We're not a furniture store by any means. So we try not to assume anything exactly. before we talk to the person. So here's this single guy just sort of wandering around. We're mm-hmm. thinking, you know, what's he doing in a furniture store? So I was busy at my desk and I looked over and I was like, oh, I should go talk to him. Um, and... The first thing he says to me is, uh, tell me about your design services. And so uh-huh. I was like, ding, 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 ding. Yep. That's what you like to hear. Um, so he proceeded to tell me that he just got a townhouse and he had a budget and he's always wanted a beautiful home. And, and it was a nice budget. A very healthy budget. Reasonable, mm-hmm. practical. Yeah. And like, I had a blank slate and he let yeah. me just create a beautiful, like every, fill every room. Pretty yeah. much. And I mean, window treatments, wallpaper, the bedding. Down to, yeah. Yeah. I mean, and it's going to be cool. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a tr- like a bachelor pad, but really nice. Really nice. So how many presentations did you do with him? So we you did like, a, like this system, right, that I mm-hmm. teach. So you did your touch base and then, and it's not built yet. So you had to do off blueprints and yep. like what he likes. And then you were, you were touching base and then you did so like I believe phase one. I did, um three I think I did three yeah you did like the living room maybe I just did dining two. room you did the bedroom and then probably a third just for yeah final details to wrap stuff mm-hmm. up but he, you nailed it each time yeah right? he didn't change a thing he loved all yeah. of it and it, it was, was really exciting mm-hmm. it was because it was a totally blank slate like I got to pick out everything and from what he had expressed he liked and I mean he gets everything from he has like a nice little music sitting area with uh-huh. um, cocktail, like wet bar kind of area. And we made it kind of um, Ralph Lauren, kind uh-huh. of, I would say, because it has some beautiful plaid and cowhide and this leathers. Flannel, like and, old plaid chair mm-hmm. that's next to a really old, like antique leather swivel tufted chair that's so yes. cool. Uh-huh. And then there's like, there's a lot of, there's rustic wood, there's metal, there's... Like every kind of texture and um, feel that you, I could possibly pack into it. Yeah. High, highlights, low low lights, leather. Oh, it's, it's, it's going to be awesome. I can't wait. We'll post pictures on the Definitely. website of the before and after mm-hmm. uh, because we're going to install in a couple weeks. Yep. Right? We're yep. getting all the stuff in. Mm-hmm. He's getting anxious. He's, He's been getting in. so excited. I know. <laughs> but I did like, he was very, um, he, he was, again, dream client because he gets it right I remember overhearing him say I really want wallpaper which again you never you know hear men say I really want wallpaper (laughs) but he said I just I want something really cool so when the light comes through the window depending on the time of day it'll just sort of you know create this pattern yeah not many people in general are that descriptive and they have in their mind that he wants an atmosphere yeah he wants you know ambiance he wants he truly appreciates like what the design will bring to his home and oh, his yeah. life. The coolest light fixture over his dining table from four oh hands. It's leather. So cool. It's Mid-century like modern. Kind of Sputnik looking where it has the yeah. like the jetting out angles. But then um, these, these leather But with leather little shades on the lights. So and then cool. wood and brass. It's so 
cool. it's going to be awesome. Yeah, no, that'll be really fun. And, be, and, and again, it, I kind of feel like, and you know, whether you're independent designer or you're working at a store or you get a lot of little jobs that seem like, you know, a, a headache and a pain in the ass, but then you get these rewards. It's true. Yep. Uh, you know, you get the customers that love everything you do, give you really a blank slate. I mean, the other project you're working the on, it's one. the same thing. They loved yeah. everything. And you, you know, they'd start by saying, well, no, 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 we don't want to do that. But then you show it to them and they're like, okay, yeah, no, we want it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. and the, and the, the sofa. And the funny thing is, is he, the other couple, they, the man, the gentleman is a very meticulous seasoned contractor. Yes. So he literally had me pick everything out and he just did the rest. Yeah. So that was great. a breeze because it was his own house. And so he, you know, he figured out all the, uh huh, um, hiring all the trades and getting everything like the, the part that can be very. Yeah. Now we just get to do the fun part. Yeah. We got to just do the, the icing part. on the cake. Mm-hmm. Um, but they had a huge, huge living room that needed all new furniture and they had this beautiful like entertainment area with two um, sofas facing each other. Um, and then they had other, they, they kind of had such a big area that they could have two sitting areas, right? Mm-hmm. Which I think is really fun project to well, do yeah. because then you just get more furniture to work with. <laughs> Conversation. Uh, and so she's like, I'm going to keep my sofas, but everything else needs to be new. So we, I picked everything out. She absolutely loved it. Her like jaw dropped because she was just, she's just very trusting and just loved the style. And I knew what, from what she told me, what direction to go. And we just were on point together. Yeah. But you connected, and right? We connected. I mean, that's the thing. Yep. And because she, her style is completely different from the bachelor pad. Totally different. Yeah. But because you, you know, you get to know someone. Yeah, you do. And, and she had very yellow and red home like very tuscan <laughs> looking from yeah, the 90s that was dated so we were keeping the cherry floor so i knew everything needed to be cooled down like or else it was gonna look too red so that was we were just cooling down everything that yeah. we were doing she said i'm never gonna paint nope don't even pick out a paint color i'm not gonna paint she painted she it's painted beautiful. it had to be painted at end of she trusted katrina and at the end of the presentation when we, she loved everything she's she realized you know she's like the couches that I have right now are gonna look horrible with yeah. all this beautiful new furniture. I'm just gonna go for it. And she tacked on two beautiful couches at yep. the end. Yeah, it's gonna be awesome. That's gonna be part of our video too. We're doing for them. Yes. Yes. You guys will get to see it. Yes. And we got to do the bells and whistles. We got to do little ottomans from Norwalk. Uh-huh. We got to do pick the custom fabric for the entryway to go underneath the table. Uh huh. And, and all the accessories, artwork. window treatments, mm-hmm. the bedroom. You did? Did you do bedding? We did. Yep, we did bedding. Um, from pom pom bedding. Yeah, so the bedroom's gonna be beautiful too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I'm excited. It's oh, it's been so great to watch you grow, you know, and to see you evolve into this designer. Like I don't even worry about her now. Go kill it, you know. You're, <laughs> you know, she's a superstar. But it but it is. I loved. It was almost seeing myself, you know, watching her do that evolution these small jobs and she'd get really frustrated like I just spent all of this time on this kitchen and then they decided not to go with me you know I'm yep. so mad I said yep. well again you can't you can't get personally attached and you have to protect your time yeah and how much you give to them before they've paid you anything <laughs> you know it's all part of <laughs> oh, it gosh. learning how Learned to gauge that sure. mm-hmm. without coming across as you know no I'm not going to do anything for you because you haven't paid me 
But, you know, they need to know if, know if they want to work with you too. I mean, right. it's a trusting. I think about it that all is. the time. Could I have someone come in and do my house? And, you know, what would you... Oh, my God, for sure. Like, well, you yeah, want now to have I a connection. Can't, I can't because I'm just so tired. <laughs> <laughs> like, someone please come do it. I don't have the energy anymore. But, yeah, it's... Um, you have to get to know someone. It's... I feel like the success of an interior designer is huge, um, hugely impacted by listening to the client and work how to work with them. Like, that's, like, the make or break point, I feel like. Yeah. Because you can, you can design... Um, a beautiful space, but like you, unless you're listening to them and what they really want and, um, there's just so much to it. Like, yeah, they're not going to, they're not going to agree to go with it. No. Yeah. So who cares what it looks like? Mm -hmm. Yeah. What's the, what's the biggest takeaway that you would want to tell new designers, like deciding whether they want to get into the business or whether they want design to be a career um, cause again, I, I get, you know, calls and emails all the time from people that say, am I too old? Did I wait too long? Mm-hmm. Did I miss my window? Or what's something you want, you would tell new designers who are considering going into the business? Cause that's a good question because I remember in the process of trying to figure out if I wanted to do interior design for a living. Um, cause I was like toying with the idea of maybe doing, um, professional organization for people because you can make Mm -hmm. good money doing that and I had done that in the past with the house cleaning company and I knew a girl that in Seattle that did it that loved it and was successful but I remember I ordered a booklet online to get your business started for um organizing and it sat there and I never touched it (laughs) it's like I did not give to flying like I did not care I did not care and I'm like well obviously that's not my calling yeah (laughs) I need passion. I need to do something. I was like, what would you do if nobody else prodded you to do it? What would you prod yourself to do? Because you love it. Good. That was what I had to get to. And I was just like, ding, ding, ding. It's interior design. Because I would, I would start my own business. I would do that. I would push myself to do that because I just love it. It's fun. I I think it's fun. We talk about that. that It doesn't matter how tired you are at the end of the day. We'll still talk furniture. Yeah. And I've mentioned this a few times on the podcast, but when we got our new tile samples in, we were opening this door. She cried. Did I really? Yes. With (laughs) tears in your eyes. I probably did. Look, I'm crying. I'm just so excited. They're beautiful. (laughs) Oh my God. But it is. It's true. I mean, we're crazy people. Mm -hmm. We're, We're addicted to furniture. But then even within interior design, getting clear on what? Cause you really stressed in your class, like you just gotta get you gotta get clear on what your strengths and weaknesses are, mm-hmm. and you move towards your strengths, and then you just get help with the things you're not as good at, yep. and find your niche according to that. Yeah, nothing should stop you from going after Mm-mm. your dreamer if you're passionate about it. Yeah, right. You know, if if you are these crazy people that obsess over your comforter when you're 10 years old <laughs> and get really upset at your grandma or your mom, you know, maybe you should be a designer, but don't let things hold you back, you know, whether it's your age or your, the education that you've had or... No, there's a niche for everyone. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like, I mean, I remember reaching out to a lot of different designers in the Seattle area to try to just like get exposure and just be like, who's out there? Who does what? And like, there were such specific niches. Like there's this one lady that I met at a coffee shop that she was Asian and she literally, what she did was she helped people that came over from China and Japan that were working in Bellevue 
she helped them get settled oh. in their new houses because she spoke their language. Yeah. And they knew their cult, the culture was the same for them. And yeah. they like felt comforted because Fantastic. they didn't know anybody here. And she was able to That's a help whole career. them get set up. Yeah. And like help them set up a whole home. And like that was her specific niche. And I'm like, obviously I'm not going to be able to do that. But she found something that worked really well. People that, people that move here from Minnesota. You yeah. can teach them how to do Midwest. Midwest. <laughs> Nice Midwest nice people that <laughs> Yeah, no. What's what do you think is your favorite part? Of, I mean, now that you've been a designer for a couple years, like mm-hmm. what's your favorite part? Oh god, for sure the creative part where I just get to take everything that the person just told me and then just go to town. Just like explore that and see yeah. it get cuz finding that part where the inspiration kicks in and you're like, "Oh, I'm going to do it off of this. Yes. This fabric or this, um, whatever it is. Yeah. That some inspiration starts piece. The ins- yep. Uh-huh. And then just, just like r- running it with flows. it. Oh, that's my absolute favorite part. Cause it's so invigorating. And that's when you nail it. That's when you do a presentation mm-hmm. and they love it. Mm-hmm. You have that aha moment and you've found something or they've told you something that sparks like, Ooh, yes. I know what to do here. Yep. And then obviously the second favorite is when you present it to them and they love it because it's mm-hmm. just such a good feeling to um, make a difference for people in something that they otherwise wouldn't be able to have or do themselves. Yeah. Um, and then once the install's done, not yeah. the install can be nerve wracking, wracking because there's so many details and you're just like, it's hard work. But once it's all together, it's just like, yeah, look at this beautiful room you created. Completion. And then yep. they cry. Yeah. There's always. <laughs> So it's crying in design. <laughs> I know. What's your least favorite part? I mean, I know you have not <laughs> your list because oh, you'll God. vent to me. But what would you tell new designers, like, again, that are deciding whether they want to be a designer or not? Um, I'd say, well, I mean, ordering is nitty gritty, man. You've got, there's so many details and you've got to be so um ahead of it because like you write you got to make sure everything's written out so that you order the right thing because it's non-returnable um details matter and then following up on the shipping i feel Uh like is one of the biggies that maybe it's you have to track it tracking it and make Mm -hmm. sure it's not just sitting somewhere because something's on back order and you didn't even it doesn't it was a piece that you didn't even care about didn't matter it could be a pillow but your whole order's been held up because, because they're waiting yeah. for that one pillow. Um, for sure that. Um, and then I think like there's always, I, I mean, in the process, there's almost always some kind of problem you have to solve that you get a stomachache about that yeah. you're worried that, oh shoot, this came in more gold than it was supposed to be. And then you have to deliberate if, is that going to ruin it or can you fix it? Or uh-huh. is like, how can we solve this so that we don't have to alarm the client? Yep. Quick before they see it. Let's Pro- get the those kind of problem solving things. Or, or, or realizing like you ordered the drapes two inches too short and you're there installing them and yeah. you need to just quickly think what you're going to do. Oh, I'm going to move the move rod the, down a little bit. Yeah. Or move the pin set. Move the pin set. Yeah. Like those, those are the moments that, you know, you have a stomach ache and... Yeah, but but you get through it, and at the end, and you do. The clients don't; they just see the beautiful room. That's and that's all that matters. They, mm-hmm. yeah. Sometimes imperfections create wonderful, um, yeah. like surprises in the end. Really, absolutely. Yeah, that you wouldn't have had like ever 
could you could never could have like pre-planned it you know yes yeah yeah you never know what's gonna actually match Mm -hmm. one and again we design off pictures out of catalogs and on the internet it's our imagination it's our it's in our head and then maybe we've drawn it but it's still imaginary yeah until you do an install Mm -hmm. until that one day where it all comes together and you have to hope that it's going to look like your brain, like what you imagine. And it always does. Mm-hmm. I love going back to my renderings and saying, oh, look at that. <laughs> like the rendering probably was six months before. I'm like, it looks exactly like that. Yeah. <laughs> did you yeah. have a favorite job? I did that on purpose. Um, Hyatt's is a pretty big, because she at that point trusted me because I'd already, anytime I've done a second house for someone, that's more fun because they give me more creative licenses to say, yeah. go, I mm-hmm. trust you. Just do it. Yeah. And then I get to pick out what I want for them. That's really cool. Um, But yeah, no, and and it's always nice people, right? You get clients that are just a pain to work with, but then others that understand. Understand. Yeah. Understand your creativity and understand the process and then how hard you're working, how much work you put in behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. It's not like HGTV where it's, you know, you meet the person and then construction guys do some work and then it looks like a magazine there's right. a lot of work that goes in it sure is. hours and hours and hours of picking out a coffee table <laughs> or a window treatment fabric or yeah. nightstands to go on either side of the beautiful bed that matches the wallpaper that matches the bedding you've already fallen in love with and refused to change because yep. you showed it to him and he loved it yeah so now you're stuck and you've got to make sure everything else works with it but it, that's, it's like a challenge to me. It's a puzzle to solve. It's a mm-hmm. problem to solve and um, people to make happy. I feel like I like sometimes, I think my, um, one of my, like, I wish I would remember to do that is like when I've spent a long time trying to find the perfect thing and you finally find, find it. Right. And you're like, okay, good. We're going to move ahead. Done. And then you look and it's out of stock. Oh, these days it's that's so, the worst. It's like, there's so many other that's things you're thinking about already that you have to, like, it has to be this height. It has to be this color. It can't be this. It can't be this. It can't be this. It has to be this. It has to be. So you have all this in your mind. You finally find it. And yeah, it's out of stock. Yeah. These days, everything's out of stock. We can't get anything yep. imported mm-hmm. from anywhere. But we're working on it. Yep. <laughs> I'm so glad you were here with me Aww. and that you're still on this journey. I know. With me and part well, of the sure store. I sure wouldn't be and... who I am without you. Aww. I love it. I love when I find kindred spirit designers and we just, again, it's, it is something we're born. It's different, right? We have this passion. Yes. It's a passion. Um, and when you have something that big in common with someone, it's just naturally you're going to be yeah. come long life, you know, friends for life. Right? Absolutely. <laughs> Thank you everyone for listening. I'm glad that uh, Katrina got to tell her story. Happy designing. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Design for a Living with Chelsea Coriel. Our episodes will be dropping on Sunday, so stay tuned. We are on Google Podcast and Spotify, and soon you will find us on YouTube where we will upload podcast videos. So stay tuned for that and follow along. Thanks so much for being with us. Find us online at designforaliving.com. Visit us on Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, and house at Design for a Living. If you'd like to submit a question or request a topic, email us at chelsea at designforaliving.com. That's C-H-E-L-S-E-A at designforaliving.com.